You're listening to the Casual Swinger Podcast. As your host, we need to warn you that the material you're about to hear may be sexual or explicit in nature. This podcast is intended for an adult audience. Now, we don't expect you to act like adults. What's the fun in that? We're a married couple living in Florida with over 13 years of experience in the lifestyle, and we take almost nothing seriously. Casual Swinger is a variety show, meaning we'll cover everything from music to events, travel, and even the occasional hilarious screw-up. Our show is about entertainment. We're not licensed professionals. Not anything. And our stories, commentary, and guidance should not be confused with the opinions of a licensed professional. Now that you know, let's take those pants off and get comfy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Casual Swinger. My name is Mickey. And I'm Mallory. You are. You're a sexy Mallory. Thank you. You made me feel sexy all weekend long. Yeah, you were sexy this morning, too. <laughs> I got laid. Yeah, and you took some dirty pictures. I did, and they're dirty as shit. I love it when you do that, by the way. I like doing it, too. You know, some of our friends on Twitter were like, hey, you know, show us, too. <laughs> we put, we posted a, a PG one, didn't we? Yeah. Okay, there PG. we go. I mean, we're not fine. really the dirty picture on Twitter type. I mean, every once in a while, we'll throw something out. Yeah, once in a blue moon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this episode's been a long time coming, folks. This episode is called The Sick Dick Docs. What are those? Well, ironically enough, there are a couple of doctors we came across who specialize in helping people get the most out of their sexual health. So not erectile, not necessarily female body parts, a little bit of both. But the idea is really to just get people's sex life in line with where their mind is, right? Because as you get older, your brain and your body aren't necessarily on the same page. So we got lucky and we met these folks and they wanted to be on the show. And so we had Dr. Nicole Eisenbrown and Dr. Lane Phillips on the show with us this week. Yeah, I th- that was such a wonderful conversation. And then um, obviously we'll get into more information on exactly what happened with the procedure part. But I really enjoyed talking to him. It was almost like a one-two punch as far as like your chemical makeup and some, you know, underlying factors. And then talking about function, not dysfunction, like improving function. That's the reason I really wanted to do this episode, right? I mean, yes, just so you guys know, at the end of this episode, I absolutely went through some of these treatments myself so I could see what they were like. And we recorded it for posterity. So Yes, yeah. That <laughs> because has, I'm stupid. Yeah, nothing like the, the ass waxing. No, right? ass waxing was yeah. way worse. But this is definitely interesting. And I did want to go through it for you guys and kind of see what was up with it. But the thing that I came away from it with that really stood out to me is how much I don't like the term erectile dysfunction. I think it's fucking emasculating. Well, and if you look at the root word in dis, D-Y-S, or Mm -hmm. D-I-S, it means like bad or ill or... It, it's very, it's obviously very negative, and it's yeah. it's a Latin word, and it's it's used in medical terminology. But when you hear it, you automatically trigger to feel, probably you know maybe inferior, or well, you know, I think negative. men's sexual health and their virility they they really kind of go hand in hand. Like your status as a man is directly tied to your virility, and if for some reason you know, you are having trouble uh, from an erectile perspective or you are having trouble with a sex drive perspective or a sensitivity perspective or, or just anything with your dick or your sex drive, you feel like you're you're shorting your lovers and or not interested in them at all, worst case. Yeah, and I, actually I don't think that's any different from for women, like that peri and postmenopausal phase especially because mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that change. Yeah, I think you're probably right. So... Oh. All this said, folks, 
we were like, hey, we need to make an episode out of this and we need to find some folks who can help us have this conversation because I don't think that everybody that's out there, first of all, I mean, we did this episode a year ago on swinger insurance and it was all about, you know, phony bonies, my coxiflopin and all these names for erectile dysfunction drugs and I still didn't like it then. Well, and there's not that there's anything wrong with those drugs, right? You know, it's... Swinger insurance. Sure, but they treat a symptom, and what we talk about today is is treating the underlying conditions that create the symptoms. Yeah, and you know there was one that actually really stood out to me, and I'm not sure if we actually catch it in the interview uh, with the doctors, but the one that jumped out at me is that the earliest sign of heart disease is erectile problems. Yeah, it, and I'm like, whoa, absolutely. no shit, that's crazy. So some of the stuff that we went through in here, and some things we talk about. Uh, there's things like Gaines Wave, which is a shock treatment. Uh, it's a lot like lithotripsy. Yeah, and that's um, sonic vibrations, right? Yeah, that it's help. getting shocked in the balls, and I <laughs> did that for you guys here on Casual Swinger. Yeah, that was that was actually fascinating. Um, if anyone listening that's not old enough to know who Marvin the Martian is, sorry, it's the best comparative I have. Do you remember his laser gun? Oh, yeah. That's what it looked like that she was using I down saw there. it right before she's at me in the nuts. Yeah, um, it, was, it was fascinating. Yeah, it really was, but apparently that was designed to break up the plaque on the arteries in your sexual regions, your, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, genital regions, sexual regions. Mm -hmm. Genitals aren't all sexual unless you're a pervert like me. But, (laughs) you know, when we talk about what this was, you know, the idea was to break up any any plaque that you have and improve your blood flow in that area, improve blood flow, improve erections, all that kind of stuff. So. Uh, Gaines wave kind of goes hand in hand with this other thing that we talk about with the doctors, which is something called the P shot and the O shot. That one was actually a little more invasive than I thought it would be. Even Who after were you telling? I, well, I mean, but you'd had a conversation a few times prior. You, I got the information secondhand from you, and then we met that day. And then when it actually started happening, I was a little taken aback. I, yeah, I looked me at too. you and I wanted to be like, "Are you are you sure you want to proceed?" Because she took. 55-gallon drum of my blood. Close, 60 cc's. That's same thing. It was a lot. It, it was a lot. And then she spun that down in a centrifuge, and then she took um, the plasma, like the platelet stuff, mm-hmm. and that's used therapeutically to help that area. And it was injected, like... Into my dick. Way into your dick. Not just, like, surface, like, um, trimix, like, into, into your penis. Into the dick. Oh, yeah. I was there. six different places. Yeah, and so one of the interesting things about this that you guys are going to hear, and we didn't really talk about it because I didn't want to freak the doctor out, you know, but they do this thing called a penile block, which is they they put this long-ass needle into your upper dick area, and it's supposed to numb everything. It didn't get all the way to the end of my dick. Yeah, when she hit the the tip of your dick and she Ooh, went in on the left and the right side, right, because you don't want to hit the urethra, um, I was I don't get nauseous. Like, procedures like that don't upset me. Um, yeah. And sometimes with you, I can waver at times because you're my person. But when I saw your reaction, I got a little weak need personally. Yeah, but I got to tell you, Dr. Eisenbrum was great about it. She was, she's got such a good bedside manner and she's oh. so effective and she's so articulate at telling you what she's doing that even like when my toes curled and she's like, oh, you're in pain, we need to fix this. I'm like, nah, actually, just go ahead and go on with it. Uh, and that was my choice, not hers. Like anytime I was even remotely in a state of discomfort, she was like, stop, let's, let's take care of the discomfort. Yeah. And only because frankly, it's funny is why I let myself be in discomfort. <laughs> but. Whatever. Actually, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what your experience then versus a month and three months from now is like, if yeah. you can attribute any gain in sensitivity 
or anything like that down the road after having these things done because yeah. you're, you're still getting the gains wave treatment. Yeah, well, I'm going through the whole thing as if I had a full suite of the issues that they treat in Amore Medical, which is the name of Dr. Eisenbrun's clinic. But, you know, the, just the whole idea of, uh, you know, going in and having the treatments was great for Casual Swinger. But for me, uh, you know, one thing that could come out of it, which was exciting for me, is I'm not very sensitive. Right, we've talked there. about that we've before. We've talked yeah. about that before on the show. Uh, you know, blowjobs are kind of a lost cause for and me. I like them, but... Yeah, and you've always been that way. It's yeah. not like it's something that My was progressively deteriorating as you get older. It's been since yeah. you were little. Well, yeah. which is why I'm so high on unique condoms because it's the first condom I've ever actually been able to feel anything Yeah, because I'm not a very sensitive guy down there. So being able to feel something through a condom is fucking revolution for me. Right. But at the same time, uh, you know, this treatment is is supposed to help grow new blood vessels and and make me a little bit more sensitive. So I was actually excited to go through this personally uh, and not just, you know, for a gag for the, for the show or for education for you guys. But I think it was all of those things, which is what I love about Casual Swinger. Well, all the things. It was a gag, but it was also educational. And we're able to promote this amazing medical office, Amore Medical, that is offering this as a service here in Central Florida. It is. It's it's actually kind of amazing the suite of things she can do, and not just for guys, but for girls too. Yes. Because that same technique, you know, that we talked about, like the pulling the blood and spinning it down and using that, women can use that in their clitoral region as well if they're having issues or they're desensitized or... Actually, the biggest issue that it treats is uh, incontinence after childbirth. Yeah, I you were reading my mind, yep. So that's like a really big deal for, for ladies, but it also happens to increase sensitivity and sexual satisfaction. Yeah. Because it creates new blood flow around your clitoris, yeah. which happens to be next door to your urethra, as it turns out. Well, kind of, sort of. There, I think the way she described it, and I'd have to go back and, and listen to the tape again, I think there's three different areas where, as a woman, you get a shot. You have the, the clitoral area because the nerve bundles are a little higher, but I think the shot's actually in the clitoris. Then between the clitoris and the urethra, or the urethra and the vagina, and then um, near the G-spot, G vaginally? I believe that is what she said, I, but we're going to find yeah. out here in a little bit, because we actually did talk about it here on the show. And I was really excited to do this. I'm excited for you guys to hear this. Me too. Uh, you know, the Sick Dick Docs is part one of a two-part series. We're going to have Dr. Yeah. Lane Phillips back by himself to talk about hormone therapy and talk about yeah. getting right with your, you know, your hormones and your vitamins and all the yes. ways that that can affect Absolutely. your sexual health. I'm I'm under 40 and I'm just going to go ahead and put this out there. I can't wait to dig a little deeper. And I know other shows have been done on that, but just my first round of treatment and, and working with him personally, I can't even tell you how much better I'm starting to feel. Yeah. I think I'm in the same boat actually. Yeah. yeah I, it's, I mean, obviously I started with the therapies with him and we're going to get into that in the next episode that we do with Dr. Phillips. And it may not be the very next episode of casual swinger. It'll probably, you know, be in the next couple of episodes mm -hmm. though. Yeah, no, it'll be a great conversation. I'm excited. Yeah, very much so. So coming up here, we're going to talk with the sick dick docs before we get into that though got to talk about the last episode we did. Yeah, I want to thank everyone who uh, sent their love and, and support. It was it, it was a little deep for me to go into my psyche and like put it out there for, you know, public knowledge. It was a very different episode for us. But I'm actually really excited to hear I'm not the only one that, that has that fantasy or would be interested in it. Oh my God, so, no. We got so many messages yeah. from you guys. Yeah. Like, oh, this is so cool. We want to try it. We're into it. I didn't know how many... 
uh, I don't know, adventurous couples are out there that aren't even necessarily hot wife couples or anything yeah. like that, where they're just like, no, this would be so cool, or they want to make their own porn. Or yeah. It was just really neat to see everybody react. It was. It was, and we're, we're legitimately trying to make this happen this year, and you know, maybe I undervalued it. That's another bit of feedback I got was it's going to cost a lot more money than what you think it is. Yeah, <laughs> and I hope not. Yeah. I hope not, but we'll hey, we'll see. Yeah, we got a lot of really good feedback on it, though, and we love that. And I think a lot of you out there maybe that had kind of given casual toys a try at some point in the mm -hmm. last year or two. Well, it's the year and a few, I think like three or four months we've been open. But somebody had come in and had a look and was like, okay, it's a little toy store and things have changed. So a lot of you came back to casual toys and a lot of you ordered from us at casual toys. Holy crap. It was awesome. Yeah, no, it was a, a really great year. Yeah, it was really awesome. Yeah. We've we've had a, a really cool month with people buying our bundles for the unique condoms. That's right. You did a like a buy four, get a prize free, right? Yeah, like the a Casual Toys Micro. Yeah. That's M-I-C-R-O-H exclamation point. That's oh, our You do love your branding. I do love my branding. <laughs> but it you know, that's I I love that. I mean it's I always tell people that's the nicest vibrator Chinese kids can make, but it's I mean it's <laughs> Mallory's looking at me like you insensitive douchebag. Oh yeah, hardcore. That's what I'm getting right now. But it is a great little vibrator, and we do give it away if you buy four packs of unique condoms, and it just auto populates. I really love that. But it's you know everything's going pretty good as far as the store is concerned. Got all kinds of cool stuff in there from Liberator and now Elegant Moments. Yeah, and Daisy Corsets. And yeah, we added more Elegant Moments to the store recently. Last time we talked, it was uh, Daisy Corsets, and yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll our, our girl Allie bought one of our swimsuits, one of the new Daisy swimsuits. Yeah, I haven't tried those yet. Yeah, well, she loves it. Like she messaged me. I She's heard. Like, the stitching is amazing. The quality is amazing. And I picked it out for her, ironically enough. So. Ooh, lucky dog. Yeah, hey, sometimes my job doesn't suck. I was going to say. No, it's not bad at all. But hey, we're going to jump into this uh, episode with the Sick Dick Docs. Before we do that, Mallory, you want to tell everybody how they can find us? You betcha. We are Casual Swinger everywhere. That's CasualSwinger.com. If you have a question, reach out to us at podcast at CasualSwinger.com. If you love us, feel free to drop us an iTunes review. We are also on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And you can find us on the dating sites, Double Date Nation, SDCSLS, Cassidy, and Quiver. And that'll do it. We're going to be back in just a hot second with Dr. Nicole Eisenbrown and Dr. Lane Phillips. These are the sick dick docs, and we're going to talk to you all about sexual health. It's going to be a good one, folks. Don't go anywhere. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Everybody, welcome back to Casual Swinger. My name's Mickey. And I'm Mallory. We have a room full of special guests for you guys today. You know, we talked about it in the lead-in, but this episode is called The Sick Dick Docs, and we have a couple of esteemed MDs here with you, Dr. Lane Phillips and Dr. Nicole Eisenbrown. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> sorry. How are we doing today? We're doing great. Thanks for asking. Outstanding. Awesome. We're so excited to have you Very guys exciting. here and have this conversation with us about normalizing relationships with your doctors and talking about your own personal wellness and your own health. 
And I think a lot of us don't do that for, for shame reasons and personal reasons that we feel like we need to just tell the doctor what we think they need to know. And I think that's a huge fucking mistake. So we're going to talk about this on the show today. And we're going to get into different forms of erectile dysfunction. But more importantly, and what we really want to get away from, like we talked about in the lead-in, is improving erectile function. Not erectile dysfunction, because erectile dysfunction, we've all been, you know, Mike Ditka on the TV telling us that his dick doesn't work. You know, all these names for, you know, all the different, you know, types of Viagra, my cocks are flopping, my dicks are failing, you know, mm. Blue Diamond Phillips, all these other names. It just makes people think my dick doesn't work. Right. And no guy wants to believe his dick doesn't work. So let's get started. Let's get started by letting our listeners know you a little better. Dr. Eisenbrown, tell us about yourself. What's your area to, or your area of specialty? And where did you go to school? How long have you been practicing? And, and how did you get into dicks? I love the last one. <laughs> That's a really, really good question because I guess that all the time. In fact, most people, when they ask me what I do and I say urologist, they said, oh, neurology. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> urology. And then they stop and there's a big blank stare because they're like, how on earth did you get into that? But the truth is I had my left kidney surgically removed when I was 20. Oh, wow. So um, when I went to medical school, I had a natural interest in urology because it was personal to me. So I migrated into urology, which from my standpoint was kidneys, ureters, bladder. And then I find out it also includes all the male sexual uh, organs and function and dysfunction. And when I was a resident, actually, ironically, my favorite problem to treat was erectile dysfunction because I loved the surgery of doing a penile prosthesis. I, just, oh, wow. I, I know it's crazy, but no, I trained, awesome. I trained with one of the, the premier guys in the country and he can do one in 15 minutes and he's not even rushing. And it's just such a slick procedure. I just loved it. So when I went into private practice, I thought I'm, I'm going to be the erectile dysfunction queen. So I go into private practice in Panama city and I'm there for 16 years and I'm the only female in the entire panhandle. So all of my patients are women. Hell yeah, sister. Yeah. yeah so, right? so I was like, okay, I'm going to take care of what God brought me. So I started taking care of women. And I did uh, basically all pelvic health for women, a lot of sexual dysfunction, low libido, incontinence, things like that. And then I retire for private practice and moved to Orlando and try to do a more holistic practice where I address the underlying problem and try and give, you know, take advantage of some of these more natural ways of repairing the problems. And now I'm back to penises again. So it's just been a wild ride. It really has. Wow. It all comes back to dicks for you. Yeah, it? it's like full <laughs> it circle. It seems to. It but, seems to. You know, to. if you think about it, you kind of are a neurologist because all of guys' brains are in their dicks. Yes, Pretty yes. Much. So you really are neurologist. I am, I am the uh, true brain surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Man, all right. The man brain. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, all right, Dr. Phillips, this one's for you. Uh, same questions, actually. So what's your area of specialty? Where'd you go to school? And how long have you been practicing? So I went to school at Nova Southeastern in uh, South Florida. And I started off as family practice. I did that for a couple of years and then went into urgent care, which I did for 15 plus years, had 100,000 patients go through my clinic. And as the patients kept coming in over the years, I kept seeing the medicine list grow longer and longer and longer. And people were on 12 to 15 medicines and people were treating, the docs were treating their symptoms and never not curing anything. And it mm. aggravated me. And instead of complaining about it, I went and did something about it and decided to get into the preventative medicine, which is what led me into functional medicine about seven years ago. And that led into hormone replacement and back into the libido and erectile dysfunction. And so I started seeing a lot of that. And between hormones and, and having a healthy vitamin um, panel and a healthy gut to absorb your vitamins, those three things are the foundation of health. And I've practiced wellness medicine since that time. 
I love that. That's a, that's amazing. So just to be clear, specifically dicks aren't your thing, but you're looking at the big picture. <laughs> I look at the whole human being and, you know, the erection is part of your overall health. It's a clue of it because mm-hmm. it can be related to a lot of blood pressure things and cardiovascular disease and also the mental game that we just talked about. But, you know, it's a complicated subject, but maybe there's a lot of easy answers out there for it. And hopefully we'll get to some of those today. That's awesome. I love that it's overall wellness. Yeah. yeah. Well, in urology, we consider erectile dysfunction to the canary in the coal mine. It is oh. the first early sign of cardiovascular disease. No way. Yeah, because the diameter of the arteries in the penis are half the size of the diameter of the arteries in the heart. So you will see a decline in erections far sooner than you're going to see hypertension or cardiovascular disease or heart attack. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love learning. Yeah. That's fascinating. I'm okay. stunned. It's that, imp- it's that important to pay attention to. Um, and yes, there are some things that are not related to it. But if you're having erectile problems, this is really why you need to talk to your doctor about them because you're going to have some clues and some workup involved in it in many cases. I like it. Well, so let's kind of stick with you on this one, Dr. Phillips. You treat a lot of things in your patients, but it seems one of the things that really gets men into the doctor's office, it's like the first thing. And, and what I'm talking about here, Mallory says all the time that I won't go to the doctor if I lose an arm. But if I get a nick on my dick, I'm in the doctor in a heartbeat. Like I'm there. So (laughs) like problems in the bedroom, get guys in the doctor's office. Mm -hmm. Problems with their dick, get guys in the doctor's office. Whether it's problems with erections, reaching orgasm sensitivity, lack of desire, lack of interest. They all kind of point to some form of what we're calling erectile dysfunction. So how is erectile dysfunction really defined and should it be better defined to kind of include some of these cases for improving sexual health as opposed to making people feel broken? Well, I mean, it's a great question, but there are basic desires that human beings have, and it's food, water, shelter, and sex. I mean, that's just your innate, um, you know, energy of life. And, you know, when things aren't working in one of those departments, it's going to be one of those things you fix. And generally, when people come in here, it's low libido, it can be erectile dysfunction. We have questionnaires for this so that they're not uncomfortable. And, and also, you know, fatigue and low energy, just not feeling well in life. And, and I have watched such a great success rate through hormone replacement therapy and other things that have changed people's lives. And, you know, it's really important to, to see your doctor for these things, as we just discussed a moment ago. So, yes, it does bring them in. And generally, some people are uncomfortable talking about it. Sometimes you have to go to them a little bit. But people are getting more open, uh, I see, about talking about it. Yeah, so we, it's not like we're going to walk up to a guy on the street and be like, so how's your dick today? I mean, that's just, I mean, I might, but... You might. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, women are far better about talking to each other about things than you men are. Yeah, we just don't yeah, do that. We just don't. We are yeah. much more comfortable. In, in everything in life, for that yeah. matter, yes. pretty much. <laughs> I like oversharing. It's <laughs> right? like my thing. So since we're touching on ED, um, Dr. Eisenbrown, how, how common is it and what are some of the medical reasons... For it. Okay. Well, it's it's far more common than people realize. And I think that's why people, uh, men in particular, don't want to talk about it because they don't hear any of their friends talking about it. In fact, quite the opposite. Everybody's always kind of bragging about how manly they are and how well they performed in the bedroom. But um, I'm, I'm a simple person. So I try to memorize sort of simple statistics. And what I read recently for an article I'm, I'm writing for a magazine is, uh, it's about 10% per decade. And that's mild to moderate, you know, the kind where, hey, it's just not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Or now I'm really starting to have trouble. So a man in his 50s, you can get pers- about 50% of men in their 50s, it's not like it used to be. You know, it's they're either have mild trouble or moderate trouble, uh, 60% of six-year-olds, et cetera. So, and I'd like to expand on a comment that Dr. Phillips just made about, you know, the, the, the whole sexual activity is a basic human 
function. In fact, it's the most common unifying activity that we have as human beings outside of bodily functions. Mm -hmm. It crosses all races, all societies, all religions. I mean, not that many people exit the planet without having had sex. Unless you've been in Congress, then they just fuck us. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) Don't bring that up right now, please. (laughs) But, you know, it shouldn't be something that's so hard to talk about. I mean, you walk in with a broken arm, they're going to say, hey, how'd you do that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just because you can't see that you're not ha- that you're having trouble in the bedroom shouldn't be any more difficult to talk about, especially with your doctor. Yeah, that's sure. a good point. We've yeah. heard it all before, so you shouldn't be uncomfortable. It's not like you're <laughs> going to be the first person. I, I, you know, I see people check in with colds and then come in and talk about their sexual stuff, right? Because they don't want it on their paperwork when they come to the clinic or even if they get a, a STD or anything of that nature. You know, so it's interesting how people are uncomfortable talking about it. We always hope that you open up to us because it makes a difference in how we treat you. And you should be honest because you're not going to be the first time we've ever heard anything that you say. Sure. Well, so Dr. Eisenbrunn had kind of alluded to some things that can lead to erectile dysfunction. Like you said, cardiovascular issues, high blood pressure, uh, congestive heart failure, and any of these things that reduce you know, blood flow to your extremities. Uh, right. Diabetes would be another one Absolutely. I think that would come to mind. Well, the two things that have to be functioning for you to be able to have intercourse are the nerves have to be intact and you have to have a good blood flow. Mm-hmm. So uh, for the most part, cardiovascular, uh, erectile dysfunction is, is poor blood flow. About 85% of the time, that's, that's it. But nerves can be a problem too. So for example, diabetics. Mm-hmm. Diabetes is an awful, awful, awful disorder and it destroys the entire body, but it destroys your erections too. Um, someone who's had a spinal cord injury or they've had prostate cancer and their gland surgically removed, they have very limited options on how to fix that. Most of the other people, it's cardiovascular disease. We have lots of options of how to treat that. Okay. Well, what about some other things, Dr. Phillips? So things like, uh, are there mental blocks or anything that, that's really not physically medical that can lead to these type of problems? Yeah. And one of the things we decided not to talk about was get too medical in this stuff. But for, you know, I have to do a little bit here, but you have a sympathetic um, nervous part of your nervous system and a parasympathetic. And the parasympathetic, which is your relaxed part of you, is the thing that makes the erections occur. And the sympathetic, your fight or flight, you may have heard of before, when that gets overstimulated, you don't have a balance there and that will soften any erection that you have. And this is why the mild to moderate exists. And while we're not necessarily in treatments yet, this is where things that help stress or talking about problems may be part of the treatment uh, for it. But there, there absolutely is a mental component to this. Yeah, performance anxiety. You know, oh. years ago, um, we thought this was all mental. We would just tell them it was in their head. Well, we now know it's mostly physical, but you can't eliminate the psychological part. The second you have performance anxiety, you pull the rug out from under yourself. You know, so for some men, especially younger men, it really is that they've lost their confidence. Mm -hmm. And if I can just give them a couple or a few good experiences so they get their confidence back, then they're back in the game. Perfectly said, because that's the fight or flight, or maybe we'll just call it fright. (laughs) So before we started recording, we actually talked about this a little bit. We talked about how you can be too excited and too in the game. And if you're too in the game, the same thing happens. What's the reason for that? Well, I would just, you're, you're exciting the sympathetic nervous system. And, you know, if, especially in the lifestyle that you guys are in, I mean, you could have somebody that's new or comparing themselves to someone else. You let something get into your head and you stimulate the wrong system that you want to. And that's actually what, what will make the erection go down. So, yeah, I mean, it gets in your head. I mean, simply put. Heads. 
Yes. Right. Heads, both of them. <laughs> I knew I'm, that was coming. I'm going to throw a curveball in here because it just it got me thinking. Is uh, lack of desire or if your desire or um, interest in sex starts to wane or goes away, even for someone maybe in the younger range, 30s to 40s, is that an identifier to go see your doctor? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, libido I... is, is uh, testosterone is the primary hormone for libido in both men and women. Mm -hmm. We all recognize that in men and we all talk about testosterone levels in men, but it's important in women too. Um, so, you know, when women go through menopause or, you know, surgical menopause or, or um, anything, they lose their estrogen. Well, they also lose their testosterone, you know, so all of a sudden they don't have an interest anymore. Their partner does. That causes discord in the bedroom. That kind of tumbleweeds on itself. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Yeah. And I think especially women don't take it seriously enough oh um, they definitely don't because we are like oh we're just stressed the kids the you know the laundry you know work and we don't use it as, a, as a a leverage point to actually talk to our doctor because maybe there's other underlying issues going on like you said low testosterone or well it's kind of a catch-22 if you don't have desire you don't see it as a problem that needs to be fixed ah you know i mean if you don't want it why do you see that as a problem to, I got to go fix the yeah, fact that safe. I don't want it. And yeah. that, that's unfortunate. Sorry. It is. That's no, unfortunate it is. because it's one of the enjoyments of life. I have 85 year olds on hormone replacement. And I will tell you this, you know, cause I treat men and women. I literally have an equal amount of men and women because there's not a time where the partner isn't in within three weeks when they see what happens and then they realize what they're missing out. So, and it doesn't have to be all men. And then the woman's like, Oh my God, I can't keep up or vice versa. Yeah. I, I try not even to do consults without both of them present in the room because I know the other one's going to come in and then I have to do another hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> so, and so I just say, just come in. It's free. Might as well just do them both at once. Cause it's, I, I maybe have five people in my whole practice who may be single or other reasons, but maybe that their partner is not getting treatment as well. And it's important in men and women, especially, um, you know, men over 40, it starts going down and women, it may start a little later or surgical menopause, then they, they don't have any testosterone at all. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like literally zero. Mm -hmm. And just a little goes a long way for females. Amen. I can testify. Yeah. And to, to expand on what I was saying too, like uh, I told you, I treated a lot of women for sexual dysfunction when I was in private practice. And the most common thing that they would say, they would come into me and they'd say, you know, if it was up to me and I never did it again, I'd be okay with that. Oh, but I love my husband and my husband wants to do it. So I want to enjoy it too. Can you help me? So if I have to go to Disney, let's make it not suck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Some people love, love Disney World. Some people are like, uh, screaming children, snot, drug, yeah. germs. Uh, that's, that's mostly you. That's mostly yeah, you. Yeah, that's definitely mostly you. I basically have to be on drugs to go to Disney. Yes. Uh, I'm in your camp right there. Okay. I will drug you both. It'll be fine. <laughs> All right. So we have been pretty fortunate to have doctors as guests on Casual Swinger quite a few times. And we always try to frame the conversation with them to help normalize talking to your doctor. We want the conversation to be, you know, shameless because you guys are the mechanics for the engine of our sex lives. If you don't know what's wrong, you can't fix it. So for each of you, does your approach to ED or sexual health discussion change at all if the patient is a swinger and if they want to improve their performance in bed as opposed to having a problem that's initially bringing them into your office well mine always starts the same i have you know i have a questionnaire and i have a workup and i start very methodically through this because as a functional medicine doctor i'm looking at the whole picture so if somebody like it's not hard to diagnose erectile dysfunction. You know mm -hmm. if it's working or it's not. Sure. And they come in and in their questionnaire, which is usually hormone replacement, which is most of what I do these days, they're in here for that reason or low libido. 
Um, I don't necessarily care in any way, shape or form why someone comes to me. They're having a problem that's e that's generally easy to fix and I use a stepwise approach to it. It may start off with just simple things like, you know, nitric oxide, which maybe we'll talk about in a few minutes or just natural therapies. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't work, you know, all the medicines you've talked about these things before. And then we're going to talk about some other treatments uh, a little later. I'll let Dr. Eisenbrown handle that. But does, does it matter if they're in the swinger population? No. Um, and it does it put the performance is uh, important because you want sex to be enjoyable. And if you're not getting a full erection or it's not lasting during the sexual activity, then that's not gonna be that much fun. Or they maybe just wanna go longer. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. I, I, I agree 100%. I mean, I'm, I've been a urologist for over 20 years, so I've heard it all. And I don't think there's anything somebody could say that would shock me. Um, I have oh, several. <laughs> all right. Well, then maybe I'll have to put you to that challenge. Maybe, yeah, the, cha the challenge. You're setting but, the challenge there. That's uh... You know, it doesn't matter. To, as long as you're not doing something illegal or hurting somebody, your lifestyle is yours. And I'm not there to judge. I'm just there to help you. And yeah. the lifestyle patients that I have in my practice right now are really fun people. I mean, maybe because you guys aren't intimidated by a lot of stuff, but I find <laughs> that you're down to earth and, and you talk easily. You're, you're, you're not embarrassed to talk to. No, nothing sh not no. shock yeah. swingers. <laughs> no, no. no so, we'll talk about anything. And that's really refreshing for me because, you know, when, when you're talking to somebody that's uncomfortable, it makes you uncomfortable. And I do everything I can to make them comfortable. But if, if they're climbing out of their skin, it, yeah. it makes it harder for me. But, um, yeah. And we own a less. sex toy store, so we I get it all day long. I'm like, nothing shocks me, trust me. And right. then every once in a while, somebody says something. I'm like, huh. Huh, never <laughs> no. thought about yeah. that yeah. before. <laughs> so in, uh, just as a follow-up to that, you know, we talked, uh, you know, Dr. Phillips, you said initially that it's obvious if erectile dysfunction is present. It's obvious if the dick doesn't work, right? Because, you know, you've got a gummy worm hanging there and you can't do anything with it. But I think in women, they're lubricant has become so commonplace in bedrooms and lubricant has become such a, a common thing for people to use that it masks the dysfunction in women that it masks the or the lack of enjoyment in women because they just use lube and get on with their day mm -hmm. and do what their husband wants them to do and maybe even they still reach orgasm and they think they're enjoying it as much as they can do you think that there is a large percentage of women out there that are just getting by with lube and really not enjoying their body the way it was meant to be enjoyed Absolutely. Because with men, you have to be able to perform. We women can just lay there. I mean, literally, mm -hmm. you know, we can use some lubricant. Yeah. We can just be like, okay, are you done yet? I got dinner to cook or whatever. Yeah. She's giving you away know. our secrets now. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that, that's what happens is that so, so for women, they can still perform, so-called perform. But if they're not lubricating, okay, we can fix that with uh, use some lubrication. We can use some vaginal estrogen. But if they don't want it or if they're not getting pleasure from an orgasm, it's not the same experience for them. And that is going to translate into the relationship because the men are not going to be as excited and you're not going to have sex as frequently. Yeah. And listen, if a female's gone through menopause, they're going to stop estrogen production and eventually they're going to get dry and need to use lube. So the age is relevant there. But going back to the basics of that, you can pretty much tell if that's going to happen to somebody based upon their labs. If they're not producing any estrogen, you know, they're not going to be as lubricated uh, during that. So uh, yeah, it's very important for both partners to enjoy the sexual experience. You know, speaking about uh, normalizing things and normalizing the conversation with your doctor, which is what we wanted to do here, do you often find that people come in and talk to you and then you look at their labs and you can see that they're full of shit? Like they say, I don't have that problem. I'm, I'm wet every time. And then you look and you see they're not producing estrogen. You're like, you're a fucking liar. I mean, does, does that happen? I mean, I'm sure 
and guys have ways they can lie too, but. I mean, I don't know that that's an absolute, but I, I don't know that that happens very often, I suppose. Maybe I'll get one of those shocked moments if that's the case. But, you know, it, it's pretty much like, you know, five years after not having any estrogen, you're going to have some changes in the vaginal area. Um, you're going to get some atrophy. Um, quite often they'll talk about painful sex, or which is called dyspareunia. Um, but they're... they're um, Listen, it, it's sort of an easy thing when it comes to hormones. You're missing it, we replace it. It's very easy to do. If your tank's on empty, you got to put the gas in it. And it's very easy. It's the same thing with vitamins. If you look and you're missing something, you replace it. It's not even really that tricky in the science. Now, it's a little sometimes harder to balance female hormones because everyone reacts different. We're all individuals. And so dosing isn't always the same. But at the end of the day, if it's missing, you're going to have not just the erectile stuff, but you're also going to lose a lot of health benefits along the way. And that's the reason I, ultimately, that's why I went into hormone replacement. And you get all the benefits when you take it, but I, people uh, feel certain things and see certain things with hormones. For me, I'm doing it to the protective benefits that they don't see or feel so that they don't get a stroke or a heart disease or all this other stuff. But it doesn't matter which reason you pick on that scale. If you're missing it, you got to replace it. All right. That makes sense. And we're going to come back to that in another episode yeah. with you exclusively to talk about hormones. But in the meantime. All right, so I think we're going to set aside ED for the moment, um, and let's talk about making se making sex better in general. So many folks, uh, including you, Mickey, and myself, um, have experienced stronger orgasms as a result of using ED medication like Viagra. Are other drugs out there that are medically safe to use but increase sexual satisfaction? The answer to that is yes, in particular oxytocin the pleasure hormone. Um, I've had great success uh, giving that uh, stronger and longer orgasms. Um, yes, there's a few people that it doesn't work in, but the majority, it's been very successful um, as the pleasure hormone and it's, and it's easy to take a sublingual and uh, adds to the enjoyment and desire and libido of sexual activity for sure. What it, What is oxytocin and, and how does taking it work? I think we all understand how taking a Viagra works. You take it, you get hard. Uh, how does oxytocin work and why does it improve sexual function? You know, when you start to get on a pathophysiology level with all of this stuff, including like why does testosterone work? Well, they think it's a vasodilator. Not everything is well understood, but we do know that oxytocin excites the pleasure receptor in your brain. And that's, that's the way that it works. So I won't get like microscopic with it, but it, it's literally exciting the, the, uh, the pleasure center uh, uh, in your brain. And it's safe to take. It's safe to take. Um, you know, you don't take everything every single day. We never recommend that. Um, you know, the women's dose is a little different than the men's dose, but it absolutely works in, in both, in most people. What about the other drugs like uh, Viagra, Cialis, uh, Sildenafil, or, you know, which is a generic Viagra, uh, all, and then things like Trimix and Bimix. Are those safe for semi-recreational use as well? We'll ask that one for Dr. Eisenberg. Um, I, I believe so. You know, as a urologist, when I was in private practice, the first thing we would use is all the oral medicines like Viagra, Levitra, Staxin, Cialis. There's a bunch of them out there now. If that didn't work, then we would move on to um, either Muse, which is a caplet that they put into the urethra, uh, and that's a, a direct vasodilator. There's a pump that you can use with a constriction band that helps to just forcefully hold the, the uh, penis erect so that they can have intercourse. And then there's Bimex and Trimix, which are injections into the penis all of them have their pluses and minuses and uh you know i would go whichever direction they wanted to based on which one they found the least evil you know nobody wants to put anything in the urethra nobody wants to give themselves a shot in the penis and nobody wants a ring at the base of the penis but did you say a, a needle in the penis yes sir i did mm. um okay good thing i'm sitting down <laughs> guys 
just wanted to make sure I understood that. Both. So, but now we also have uh, I, other sort of non-medical treatments that help re- eliminate or, or reverse the cardiovascular disease, which is what I do now with PRP injections, which is the P-Shot and the Gainswave, uh, both of which help improve erections, I think, much more naturally. And then the last thing we offer is the penile prosthesis um, because uh, that works 100% of the time, but it's a surgical procedure. And once you get on that path, that's the only path you can be on. Got it. You know, it it brings up another important point of why you need to talk to your doctor, though, because some forms of treatment are going to be specific to you. If you have blood pressure or you had a cardiovascular incident and you're on nitrates and you start giving Viagra, then it's not going to work. And so there are contraindications to something. That's why you use other things. If you have nerve damage, as as Dr. Eisenbrown mentioned before, you may lean more towards like a shot, like a trimix shot. So, you know, a lot of people are going online and buying all these things. They don't know if it's going to interact with any of their medicines. They don't know if they have any health history underlying it. And so I do think it's important for your entire community that's listening to this now to know that they shouldn't really even be self-treating, you know, if they're completely healthy and maybe a 35 year old without any underlying medical, you know, maybe it's not going to do anything. I mean, I don't like to buy things online, but uh, at the end of the day, don't ignore the erectile dysfunction problem if you have it, because there's a lot more to it and you want to do something that's safe, whatever it is that's chosen for you. Yeah. So I think television did a good job of, of normalizing the dysfunction conversation. Again, mm-hmm. Ditko on TV for Levitra, things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people running through the you know sound of music fields holding hands for Viagra ads and bullshit like that. Uh, but we just mentioned a couple of really big leaps, in my opinion, mm-hmm. in erectile dysfunction treatments. So in, in term, and again, I, I don't like calling it dysfunction. I'd rather call it wellness mm-hmm. uh, because it, to me, in my head, that's what these things are for. They're about improving your satisfaction with your life, whether it's with a consensually non-monogamous partner or with your monogamous partner uh, or your natural partner, however you want to refer to it. But more than pharmaceutical intervention, medical procedures are becoming kind of the norm. Uh, which kind of scares the shit out of me, right? I mean, needles in your dick and rings around your dick and putting BBs in the end of your dick. And um, what wouldn't you do to have fun in bed, guys? Uh, this, this shit's about to get real. And it's going to get so real, they're going to do it to me here in a little while. So hang in there. Uh, but I read about a procedure called the P-Shot. And I read, I heard about it from you and you're an author. So before we're done here, I want you to tell everybody where to find your books and, okay. and things like that. But uh, P-Shot and the O-Shot, what in the hell are they? For starters. And... Uh, if I get one, do I have an instant orgasm or something? I mean, what's the benefit of a P-shot and what's an O-shot? What are they? Where'd they come from? How do they work? Let's hear it, Doc. Okay. Well, both both the, P, the P-shot the is stands for priapus, which is the Greek word for penis. So it's the male version. And O-shot is orgasm shot. So, But they're both basically the same thing. That's PRP, which is platelet-rich plasma therapy. And PRP is used a lot um, in many uh, fields of medicine today. It's very, very commonly used in orthopedics and in dentistry because bones, ligaments, and joints joints are very poor blood flow tissue and blood flow is the key to healing. But the concept is you take a very high uh, concentration of growth factors and inject it into a tissue and it heals faster. So what we're going to do to you in a little bit is we're going to draw your blood. Uh We're going to spin it out. Um, So we'll get rid of the red cells, the white cells, proteins, things. Those things have very important functions in the body. But for healing, we want the platelets because they carry 21 different growth factors. So we'll spin it out to a high concentration of platelets. And then, yes, we do inject it into the penis. That's like a blast. I can't wait. You'll love it because you will be happy to know I give everybody a penile block. 
Um, the inventor of the P-Shot, who's uh, Dr. Runnels, uh, does not give people a penile block. Uh, and he, for two reasons. Number one, he doesn't like the sensation of what his penis feels numb. He doesn't want to feel like it's not there. I get that, whatever. Um, and he also takes pride in the fact that they can go and literally have intercourse right after the shot. I feel like I could wait an hour or two till the numbness goes away. I'm good so, to wait. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm good with you waiting as well. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you mentioned growth. Is that a side effect of this? Treatment? Yeah, I need more information on that. And you'll see why here in a few minutes. Okay. Because when right. he said it could grow up to X percent, I was like, mm, that may be yeah. a problem for me. Now, I will tell you, we don't promote it for growth, but it is okay. sort of a side effect that some men find a good side effect. Sure. Sixty uh, percent of men do experience, I'm not, I, I, meaningful increase in length and girth. Oh, geez, Louise. I'm sorry, honey. It's okay. I'll maybe, just maybe, have to maybe stretch. Maybe we'll give him a half a shot. Or we yeah. <laughs> we might need to get you a donut to sit on. Yeah. I, yeah. I did pick out a nice CC syringe for you. It's a giant one, so we, nice. we were well, going to be nice to you. What's the intended yeah. result of the P shot? Why? Why do people do it? Like why? To improve erections. Yeah. Yeah. You, you inject the, the growth factor in there and it tells the body it activates the stem cells. The stem cells trigger, um, you know, endothelial cells to to um, create new capillaries. So you get new blood vessels, which are, don't have any disease in them. It makes the old blood vessels healthier. So the, the net result is that you get better erections. Um, and then I kind Reaching of, wood. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I didn't, I, I kind of didn't mention the O-Shot and you asked about that. That's the female yes. version of it. Um, it does two things. It treats incontinence. So, you know, as women have babies and vaginal deliveries and hysterectomies and just aging in general, the urethra gets a little bit, um, hypermobile. So when you cough, laugh, sneeze, it kind of bounces. And so the door opens and the little urine squirts out. So, but if we inject some PRP, uh, right under the urethra that stimulates collagen production and that helps the incontinence but in my opinion the best part is we inject a little bit into the clitoris and it really enhances orgasms oh i didn't know that because i was just going to ask you if that was a g-spot treatment or if that was external it's sort of a g-spot and the yeah. um clitoris you know the g-spot we don't know if it's it's really a region but right the most sensitive part of the vagina in a woman is right under the urethra so that's that's where we, they say the G-spot is. Okay. Um, so, yes, it enhances both vaginal orgasms uh, and clitoral orgasms. Okay. Well, our listeners are wondering right now, so I have to ask, if it makes men's dicks bigger, does she have clitzilla after she gets it? Is that, I mean... <laughs> Uh, yeah, same principles a apply. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little thumb. I, I can I can share that. Probably shouldn't, but from personal experience, yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it does make That's it okay. It makes okay. it. It's, it's a bigger know. target. It's a bigger target. Some guys have a hard time finding it to begin with. Yeah. So it's just it makes it a lot easier. So it's are the results? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are the results typically permanent, or are they just more therapeutic, where you come back over time, or both of them are based on Dr. Runnell's data, lasts about a year to eighteen months. Oh, that's. Uh, it, you're injecting your own blood into your body so there's no there's no like limits um you know I, you can get it as often as you want i have men that will come in and get a pee shot every six months because they just really love what it does for them but you shouldn't it's not like oh you're like my botox are gonna completely or go away okay. right yeah right. yeah it lasts a lot longer than botox there we go uh, are there any downsides to this it sounds like it's magic other than a needle in your dick that okay but yeah everything else sounds like magic well it's it's holistic way of treating a problem so the downside is it's not free um it's there's time. One. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. there's there's free. Uh, well, of course, all the things that are free are really not worth anything. I was going to yeah. say, you get um, what you pay for. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, the time and energy that you put into it. 
Uh, and, you know, there's a, a mild discomfort, you know, with the block, you're going to feel a little bit of the needle and the lidocaine. You can bruise a little bit, but very, very minimal. How long has this procedure been around? I mean, the first time I heard about it was when I met you and Dr. Mm -hmm. Phillips. And I was mystified. And I thought I knew my way around this stuff pretty well. So this was something, and you know, I, I think uh, like Trimix, it was also, I had heard about it because of it, something that happened to a friend of mine that had a allergic reaction to Trimix mm -hmm. that resulted in him having to have the prosthesis. Right. It was not good. It was a long sorted, yeah. It was yeah. a long sorted tale. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound good. Involved no, him trying to use a half hard dick and breaking it, but that's, you know, it happens. Uh, this in this has it been around a long time? Has it been tested? I mean, what's well, the history on this? Well, PRP has been around for a long time, and there's over twelve thousand peer-reviewed literature studies on PRP in general across all fields. Um, the P shot and the O shot. The P shot was invented by Dr. Runnels, and I don't actually know how many years ago I trained with him. Two and a half years ago, I know I was aware of it for at least probably three to five years before that. So I would say probably in the last decade it might have been around longer than that wow and so and i'm going to jump ahead a little bit here mm -hmm. uh but you with this procedure you do another procedure called gains wave correct and gains wave i'm curious about what it is and, and what its point is and how effective it is as a treatment i mean it looks like shock therapy to the balls that's what it looks like. Well, yeah. then you're looking at it wrong because we don't treat the testicles. It's the penis. <laughs> <laughs> there would be no point in shocking the balls. But <laughs> I was going to say. Other than pure comedic value. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If that works. Let's just try it just for fun. Yeah, I, I was actually going to yeah. say I'm looking forward to them like jumping in and out. Why does everyone yeah. look forward to my agony? I don't know. You are the same guy that had your balls waxed without a, a penile block, too, by the way. That's true. That does not yeah. sound like fun, I got to tell I you. I had my okay. asshole waxed on the air. That was a great episode. Yeah, okay. Yep, that People doesn't sound like it. fun either. No, it wasn't. So tell me about Gaines Wave. What okay. is it? Where did it come from? What was the well, kind of the idea behind it? Gaines Wave is low-intensity shockwave therapy. Um, as a urologist, we use shockwave therapy. We've been using it for like 30 years to break up kidney stones. But that's at a very high-intensity because we're basically trying to break a rock. Like lithotripsy? Yeah. Is that what it's called? You yeah. It. Okay. You had it done? No, but I was fascinated by okay. it. Yeah. yeah. It works really, really well. But uh, but anyway, we don't want to hurt anything. So this is a very low-intensity shockwave. So uh, as the, the wave penetrates the tissue, it creates a low-grade inflammatory response. Mm -hmm. Now, chronic inflammation is bad, but focused, purposeful inflammation is how your body heals itself. So we're basically telling the body to heal this. It activates the stem cells, which live right on the outside of the arteries. It softens the plaque that's in the arteries you have, so they become more elastic, so they can respond to the nitric oxide better, which is the on switch for erections. Um, and then it creates neoangiogenesis. And I'm sorry, did I use that word? But basically, that means new blood vessels. I didn't mean to get on Dr. Phillips' side. No, of the, I the love stage it. Right. There, but yeah, right. I'm going to learn He's how to say that. He's the one that uses all the big words. Yeah, right? but it, it, but that combination of healthier old blood vessels and new blood vessels uh, creates more robust blood flow into the penis in response to the on switch, which is nitric nitric oxide and you get a, a firmer erection it closes the venous channels so that the blood can't escape and you get a hard erection that lasts longer it so, works very well yeah so in my head if i had to imagine it it's like a tens unit like when you have physical therapy it's kind of like the same thing where you're 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 telling well there's telling a vibration it to, yeah. to it okay yeah okay so you mentioned nitric oxide can you get the same thing by um hitting a can of whipped cream at the grocery store i don't know dr phillips uh, can they 
I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to do anything for you, except to mess up your brain maybe a little bit. All right. So whippets <laughs> and nitric oxide, not the probably same. no. Not, but... a, not a big fan. Uh, kills a lot of brain cells, and you know that yeah. means important. So. <laughs> but it's interesting you mentioned that because you know, like when a client comes to me, I like to address all the things that contribute to erections, and that's why the first thing I want to know is what their testosterone level is, and if it's low, I want them to go see Dr. Phillips and get their hormones balanced. Um, but then we also want their nitric oxide levels to be normal. And we know that they decline with age naturally, 10% per decade. So, you know, somebody at 60 years old only has 40% of the natural levels that they had. The good news is it's just like if your vitamin D level is low, you take vitamin D. I just put everybody on a supplement. So I always try to enhance the on switch. And then I also block the off switch, which is the PDE5, which is what Viagra and Cialis block. Because I want to promote good blood flow to the penis 24 hours a day, not just at a party or Saturday night or whenever that occasion is going to be. We want The other thing we do, too, is uh, the use it or lose it principle applies. Mm-hmm. Those of you out there who go to the gym know that someone who goes to the gym five days a week is in far better condition than somebody that goes once a month. Well, the same thing is true with your penis. When you were 20, your body exercised your penis while you were asleep. You got eight to 10 good erections every night. And I'm sure you were more sexually active in your 20s than you end up being in your 40s, 50s, 60s, et cetera. So I put everybody on a pump and I want them to get two good erections every day for three months. Wow. Honey, that's a prescription. Okay, I heard it. I, I got this. I to write I that, that down this. before. Yeah, I'm going to need you to write that into a prescription for me, Doc. Yeah, but she didn't say I had to get you off. I just have to get you erect so I can leave once you're hard. Oh, that's bullshit. Okay. <laughs> I know you. You won't leave one behind. Yeah. Oh, that's a good line. Now, so, yes, no man left behind. But so when discussing this episode, when we really sat down to talk about it, for both of you, we, we came across a listener that's actually had the pee shot to great effect we ran into him at hito oh okay mm-hmm. and a huge fan like he just he, he did he did wax poetic about it he did and he followed me around and talked about his dick for two days it was adorable for you uh but <laughs> what what struck me was the his poetic romance with the procedure he was so excited and mm-hmm. so happy uh, to have the conversation because i don't think he had ever met anybody else that even knew what it was So I guess, you know, I think the thing that really stood out to me was his quality of life improved. Mm -hmm. He was so excited about his life at that point, not necessarily swinging, not necessarily just anything other than he was just excited to be alive and to be functioning Mm -hmm. the way that he or God intended, I guess. Reduced anxiety about sex, more enjoyment, optimism. Is that the point of everything you guys do here? I think so. It's the basis of what we just talked about before. It's your basic need. You're, it, once you satisfy, if you remember the id, the ego, and the super ego, the, the id is your basic desires uh, and your, your ego keeping them in check. But, uh, you know, you're satisfying the most important things that really, you know, define us as humans, and, you know. But I think, you know, when there's any particular area of your life is really on fire, it spreads to other areas of your life. Okay. So, and for men, being able to be strong in the bedroom is your sense of manhood. That's probably one of your core things that has to be strong. And that will spill over to you being more confident at work, you know, et cetera. So absolutely. I think, I think these things all cross, they cross pollinate, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys can't yeah, see I'm it. I'm eating my chest. Yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah, in Dr. case Phillips you couldn't like, see that. But, you yeah, know, yeah, Captain uh, Caveman sure. over there. Super I love imp- it. It's super important. 
Uh, well, I'm not going to lie. From my perspective, this stuff is, is kind of scary. We're talking about, you know, needles in the dick and needles in the vagina, which doesn't really sound awesome. So obviously, we'd, we'd love to normalize this. And how do we do that? How do we normalize these conversations with people? Well, that's our challenge. Um, pe- I mean, when somebody is in a room with me, they'll they'll talk about it. But out in public social situations, people get very uncomfortable. And right. I think doing this podcast, for example, and the, all the podcasts that you do help normalize it. When people hear other people talk about it and they hear other people's stories, they don't feel as alone. And the fact that you're doing it. Yeah. It's probably going to help normalize it a bit. So that was the idea. Yeah. It's like, all right, I'm going to throw myself on the sword for these guys and uh, yeah. figuratively speaking. So to speak, yeah. yeah. yeah Your listeners speaking. are really going to appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if they appreciate it or not, but they do think this shit is funny. I don't know why. <laughs> my right. personal agony. Yeah. I'm going to do my best at the color commentary, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it, it should be at least modestly entertaining. But... Yeah. So is there like an order of operations before they start talking to the doctor about, you know, the, the P shot or the O shot? Is there is there something they should do first before jumping off that ledge? Well, when when I see Does him, I, ha- there's a, I get a, you know, a medical history on him, of course. I want to know if they're on medications that are going to interfere with their erections. Beta blockers are very, uh, very well known to block uh, um, erections, erections yeah. um, the antidepressants, hinder orgasm, etc. Want to know whether they've had a prostatectomy or anything like that that's going to affect their nerves or diabetes, etc. But then I also give them a questionnaire that kind of puts them on a spectrum so I know where they are compared to other men that would come in and maybe verbalize things a little bit different. And depending on where they are on that score, um, it helps guide me as to what is realistic for them. You know, I if someone has a, a relatively good score, they're going to do well with anything that they choose. And I give them their options. But I also have to be realistic for the person who, for ex- the hardest person I have to deal with is the man who cannot get hard enough to penetrate. Because there's a very hard line in the sand. You have to be able to penetrate to have meaningful sex. If you can penetrate, it's just not as hard as you want it to be. Anything I do is going to be gravy. You're going to notice it's going to be better. But if you're on the other side of that line, even if I get you 100% better, but you're not across that line, you still can't have sex. So it, it's, you know, I use that a lot in counseling men. I like it. Now, what if it doesn't work? Is there is there another step? Is there something bigger than, you know, gains wave? I was going to say electroshock to the balls, but apparently that's wrong. So, like, is, yeah. is there without something bigger surgical? than gains wave and, and P-shot and O-shot without surgical nice. intervention? Oh, Siri <laughs> thought that was not nice. But, uh, That's hysterical. But uh, is there something bigger and better? Where do you go if you tried Viagra, tried Levitra, tried P-Shot, tried Gaines Wave? Still well, if, if those treatments don't work, then you just have to continue down the path. Probably the next thing to try would be Trimix and Bimix, mm-hmm. which work for most people. Um, if we can't get a good erection with like a high dose of Trimix, then your only option is a penile prosthesis. And that's an option. And people who get that are very satisfied with it. Yeah. And Trimix can make Jello hard. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if I can make Jello hard, but this goes to your performance question before. But Trimix, you know, it's not. Um, it doesn't work by uh, the stimulation part of it. You can ejaculate and still stay hard for as long as that medicine's in your body. It's bypassing that system that's causing the vasodilation and the erection. So this is one of those things where you might last an hour or two erect till. And then we'll talk about the point of, of no return, but it's it's not by stimulation. So even if you were to ejaculate, you can go a lot longer. And so that's probably the one that people might pick from a performance um, or worried about stage fright or anything else of that nature. 
Um, but I think I'll leave it to the doc to talk about uh, erection that lasts too long because it's. Well, it's I was the... going to say that's probably the only really serious yeah. uh, point that I would like to make in this discussion because I see people in the emergency room with priapism, which is, um, you know, an erection that won't go away. And that four hour limit is serious. So I tell my patients that if it's still rock hard after two hours, start heading towards the ER because after six hours, your penis starts to die. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. But and just I, to put it out there, there is an antidote that you can take when you're done if it didn't go down. So you'll try like, it's basically Sudafed and there is a, even a shot of that that you can use. Right. So if, you, if you're getting to that point, you'll do that first and that's going to generally work. It'd be very rare to get the priapism for that long, but like, like Dr. Eisenbrown but said, do, there is a time do limit. Not ignore yeah, it. Yeah, do, do not ignore right. it. Right. Now, one last thing, and this is totally unrelated to what we talked about today, but we see a lot of guys wearing cock rings to make their dicks look bigger. Yes, and they wear them the all resort, day. All the day resort, long. They wear them and around. It, yeah, I feel like that's that's a big no-no because it's constricting, right? And they do it so yeah. that they have a, a, a semi-hard or a full-on hard-on for the entire day. And mm. I can see your face Night right now. That's yeah. a, It looks I, like a big I, no-no. I, I, well, I can't say that's probably good. Yeah. yeah. I had a guy with a stainless steel cock ring on. I'm like, dude, you can take that off for a while, man. Mm-hmm. You've had it on for like four hours. And he's like, no, I wear them all day. It's fine. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not fine. And I was like, you know what? Your dick, dude, do you. Right. But it's So for our listeners, wearing a cock ring around all day is a good idea or a bad idea? I would say a bad idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're the I likelihood that you're head right now. Yeah, no. the likelihood that you're decreasing or cutting off oxygen supply to that tissue is not good. Yeah, and that's yeah. where your brain is, fellas. Yeah. No don't yes. the blood supply. Don't you love it's brain. totally Remember, normal? This is like the dick dies if you don't get the blood flow in and out. So yeah. you know, there's a certain amount of time that's okay, yeah. and and anything past that probably not healthy. Yeah. Who who knows yeah. exactly how many long term problems yeah. they're having? But isn't it great that like you can look at another man's penis and be like, hey. Yada, 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 because that doesn't happen in the day-to-day world. I care about like you, here. Dick, I really do. <laughs> really, this is all about Swingers, you. Swingers, we look at dicks I all day. I think that's great that you walked up to him and said that. And uh, But now yeah. tell him about the other treatments that will uh, do some similar stuff. That, yeah, that you're going to need after you kill your penis. Pretty much. All right, so uh, before we go, I guess we're going to go over and try one of these procedures on so yours nervous. truly, folks. So I'm a little nervous. Okay, so yeah. before we move on. Why don't we uh, give each of you an opportunity to promote your practices, tell people how to find you if they have questions or they want to get in touch with you or they want to become a patient here in Central Florida. Dr. Eisenbrown, well, let's uh, let people know how to find you. Okay, well, um, for those of you who are driving, the easiest way would be is uh, floridagameswave.com. That's not hard to remember. Uh, Our office number is 407-212-9532. Um, you can call that or again, floridagameswave.com. Yeah, okay. like eyes are brown, but eyes in brown. And we'll also put these links and information about their practices in the show notes. And we'll also put information in those notes for Dr. Phillips, whose information was not available at the time we recorded this podcast. We're going to move over and check this thing out. We're going to see how this procedure works. I may cry like a little girl, but before we do that, Mallory, why don't you let everybody know how to find us at Casual Swinger? I will point and laugh. We are Casual Swinger everywhere. That's casualswinger.com. If you'd like to message us, it's podcast at casualswinger.com. Love us, please feel free to leave a review on iTunes. We are also on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Yeah, definitely Instagram. And all the swinger sites. Double Date Nation, <laughs> Cassidy.com, Quiver, STC, and SLS. Are you on Rumble and uh, Parlor yet? No. no. We kind of avoided those. Although we, uh, Parlor apparently lets anything go, so we might jump on there before too long. But Yeah. Nothing else to keep people from stealing our sexy cool name. Yes. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back after this. You've been listening to Casual Swinger.
All right, everybody, welcome back to Casual Swinger. My name is still Mickey, and the beautiful Mallory, the Mallory's here. She's hovering around a little bit for the moment. Uh, so Dr. Eisenbrown is going to start by sticking me with a needle. I'm really excited about this. Doc. Draw in your blood. Where's you your to... best vein? I have uh, the, my dick. You don't want me to draw blood. <laughs> okay. Uh, I will. Prob probably here. Probably my left. Probably there. All right. Let me take a look first before we get started. All right. I'm so. a doctor, not a nurse. Okay. So okay. So just, just qualifying that right there. You know, doc, I, I trust you implicitly. <laughs> my, my dick is in your hands. I mean, to my arm it presently. It will be in a few minutes. Okay, squeeze your fist a couple times. Let me just see what we got. She's rubbing my arm right now, folks. <laughs> so just when you wonder what she's saying, she's right. she's right. playing with my give arm. give you a minute while I let me find some gloves. It's okay. We can always blur it out. Do you need... Oh, you're going over there. I'm here. going to. I got you. Got you. So the cord on my microphone here, is not quite long enough okay. for the beautiful women in here with me, which is a problem I've had since high school. <laughs> You poor thing. I know, right? The crosses you have to bear. Mickey and his tiny penis. Aw. Guys, she's going to see that shortly. You better be careful. <laughs> I've seen it already. Oh, that's <laughs> that's right, yeah. I, I just should assume everything's in your pants. Well, it's yeah. a thing that I do. I just show it to people. It's a term of endearment, kind you of. You know, in our community, that is a, a welcome greeting. It's kind of funny. Every once in a while, I'll be doing what I do, which is my life and whatever, and you know, it seems all normal to me, and then I'll get a flash of, like, my father watching me, and I'm like, oh, this is not normal. <laughs> <laughs> well, normal in our, our business is definitely... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you, so you can relate, you know. normal for Yeah, who wants to be... And who you, is you normal? Need a refill somewhere? No, I'm, uh, I'm good right now. I got a refill while it was in there. Pump your fist again. Pumping my fist. So how much blood do you take uh, to put in the for the 60 cc's. Is that a lot in comparison to Well, this is a 60cc syringe, so I'm going to fill it. So she has just penetrated me with her needle <laughs> and is now filling this horse syringe. It's gigantic. It's like blood. a liter of blood we're taking. I could die right now, folks, and I'm doing this for you. This could be the end of Mickey right here. Well, then it's going to be the Mallory show. <laughs> yeah, right? I get to talk? Whatever, you do all the talking anyway, for anybody listens to. It's all right, so. Yeah, it is definitely, she's one-handed pulling this syringe of my blood. So the idea of this, folks, is they're going to fill this syringe with my blood, and then they're going to separate the platelets from the blood, and or from the plasma, rather, I guess, is the... Well, the, the, the platelets will be in the plasma part. Got it. It's so, a... It's a double spin system, so the first spin gets rid of the heaviest things, which would be the white cells, red cells, proteins. All the liquor I drink. And then the, the next heaviest thing is the platelets, but that's what we want. So then we spin it a second time, so we get rid of a lot of the plasma and make it really concentrated. Sweet. That's a lot of blood, dog. I promise you, you'll be fine. It's really only a few tablespoons. Only a few tablespoons. Mm-hmm. She's finished. The vampire has finished relieving me of my blood yeah damn i'm bleeding all over the place <laughs> that dripped out of the needle i know You're i'm playing hey how to make your doctor panic by mickey casual swinger yes let's not do that i have had people pass out on me before oh really well you know uh, a very common fear is needles like and some people needles don't in like your the dick. sight of blood oh apparently i still have a spot of blood coming out of my arm folks 
Right. She's got a thing. I already had it open, so. All right. Now she's going to tear all the hair off my arm. Thanks. No, you'll do that when you take it off. Oh, excellent. And you'll think very fond thoughts of me. All right. So it's time for me to get the Gaines Wave treatment. This treatment was designed to open up blood vessels in the penis. This is the low-intensity shockwave therapy. Low-intensity shockwave to the nuts, folks. I hope you're ready for this. No, we didn't put any numbing cream on you. Do you want? I don't need it. You did okay without it last time. All right. So we're going to pause for a second. We'll be right back just in time to hear me get shocked in the nuts. I'm going to let the Volkswagen out of the garage and be right back in a minute. <laughs> oh, come on. You're no fun. Yeah, right? She, so she asked me if I wanted the big needle or the little needle. That's what I'm going to ask every girl I hook up with from now on. Yeah. So what they're doing right now is a penile block, which is basically going to make me not be able to feel my dick until what, next Tuesday? No, about an hour or so. About an hour. Don't worry, the missus will feel it later. I mean, if it's all, right. all night, I'm fine. There's two ways that I do it. One is you can just go right in the center and then kind of that way and that way, or you can go so here straight to the right pubic. Above. Down towards the base, so I kind of just do each side a little bee sting. That was awesome. We should do that all the time. So now we know you're a masochist because, oh my god. Yeah, right. No, well she's a sadist. She's sticking a needle in my junk. I'm trying to make it so, so you, you don't hurt. That's the good news. For oh, now. that's the great news. So the last time I got my asshole waxed, she's like, "Oh, I said you wax my ass." She's like, "No, Which we, we waxed your way? asshole." Uh, yeah, a lot more actually. This, this. No, no, the asshole waxing hurt more. Like, tremendously. So, I've got a gallon of my blood spinning next to my head. I've got a doctor with a needle in my dick. So, what she's going to do now is she's going to shock my nads. That's going to be great. Can't wait. And open up my veins. Arteries. Arteries. Which are different than veins, somehow. Arteries, the blood flow in. The veins So, the blood flow out. So, we... When the artery goes in, it fills up. That's what the erection is. And oh if you compress like the veins, it won't <laughs> Does it? Why you want to get stuck there. There's a little and bullet in this chamber that goes back and forth, and as it hits this plate, it creates the the acoustic wave. Oh, that is so cool. That is so there's there's four areas that we treat. Uh, hi, guys. How are we doing? I'm uh, um, getting shocked in the nads. Half of the penis is visible outside of the body, uh, and half of it is buried under the skin. So we want to get the perineum part, which is down here. And now I've got four people staring at my butthole. This is fun. Oh, We're not staring well, that, that's, at your that's butthole. That's where this is going next, just so you know. That's why I taped that way. Yeah. So that loud noise you're hearing is uh, me getting zapped in the junk. How does it feel? Like I'm getting zapped in the junk. Does it hurt, though? Nah. It doesn't hurt. It's just a very unique sensation. I've had people describe it as like holding a sparkler. You know, and when the little sparkles hit your skin. A sparkler on your nuts might be a different experience. Yeah. I've, one person described it as being at a heavy metal rock concert and being able to feel the vibration but not the pain. Yeah. And then little rubber bands is the other way. I've I was going to say, it's like little rubber bands smacking you repeatedly is right. kind of the sensation. Are you okay? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm at the mercy of a room full of people. It's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely a unique sensation. Yeah. It's interesting, but it's not painful. It's like getting my asshole waxed, that was painful. Um, this is more like uh, 
don't know, it's perplexing, I think, is yeah. probably more than anything. It's hard to digest after it was numb. Yeah. You know? When it stays in one place for a while, it, it stings a little. And again, this treatment is designed to break up anything that's impeding the arteries flow, right. right? Break up the plaque that you have, but also stimulate new blood vessel growth. Well, I hope this is educational for all of you out there because my nuts are in her hands. <laughs> and notice we're not shocking the balls. Not shocking the balls, just kind of swishing them around. Right, kind of moving them out of the way. Well, they'll move themselves out of the way out of terror. <laughs> they're like, no! That is probably exactly what they're doing. Yeah, they're like, mm-mm. I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's a little weird having four people talk about my balls in the same room. <laughs> Like you're not here, we're just talking. No, like it's okay. I'm just going to sit over here and not be here. Just me, my balls, and my dick, but not me. Well, and, you know, for those of you that are considering Gainswave out there, it really is not painful. It's just a unique sensation that you've never felt on your dick or balls before or around your, you know, any of that area. So. Well, we also put a numbing cream on most of the time. We, we just didn't do that with you. Yeah, well, you know, I am a sadist. No, I'm a masochist. You're the sadist. Exactly. I wanted to know how it felt because I honestly can't tell the listeners what it really feels like if I'm numb. So, Dr. Eisen Brown, I have a question. Yes, sure. How long after the treatment should a person see or feel results? Um, both with both the Gainswave and the P-Shot, people tend to notice stuff the first week, mm -hmm. especially the P-Shot. But it takes four weeks to grow a blood vessel. You know, so those new blood vessels that we're talking about. That's so the it? bulk of the improvement. Oh, mm -hmm. Wow. It takes four weeks to grow the first one. So, but, you know, so the body's going to keep doing that. Um, so I tell people you get the, the bulk of your results in four to 12 week time frame. I got to tell you, the last time I had two women in a room with my penis out, it was very different. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> it was a much different experience. Like, it wasn't weird enough. Oh, great. We have now separated the platelet-rich plasma from the rest of my gallon of blood that Vlad the Impaler took from me. This kind of feels like medieval medicine. <laughs> but... Well, you know, things do go around. You know? <laughs> That's right. You know, fashions come and go. And... That's true. So... Soon we'll have Blue Jays pecking a wound again. All right, so I'm just right. laying here. What's happening? All right, well, I'm just uh, waiting for this to stop doing what it's doing, which it is. All right, do you want to take a look at this? Yeah, let's get a picture of that as well. Okay, so this is the platelet-rich plasma. Okay. This is the old blood. So this is really concentrated, just red cells, white cells, etc. Yeah, it's super dark. Now, if you've ever seen blood spin in a spinner, the top part's always yellow. That's the plasma. The buffy coat is where the platelets are, and it's right between the plasma and the red blood cells. Okay. So we always, this, this machine is designed to take the very top layer of the red cells so we get all of the buffy coat. So that's why it's still tinted pink, okay. but you notice it's a much lighter color than the other one. Yeah, definitely. Is, is there a reason the buffy coat's necessary or... Preferred? The buffy coat's where the platelets are. Okay, all right. Oh, we're all learning things today at the expense of my penis. Although, I shouldn't feel much because you put the block in, right? I'm going to tell you honestly, some people feel nothing at all. Other people feel a little bit. 
it, it's, it's very different. And that's why I think the anatomy of everybody's nerves are a little bit different. Oh. That's why I kind of tend to go overboard on the lidocaine because I want to give you as, I want to make you as numb as possible. All right, so what they're doing right. now is they're putting on some gloves and then where I was formerly a man, I'll be a machine. Correct. Oh, you're poor white. Every time I get a heart on, I'm going to go, no, 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 See, like, I wonder, like, how much of your crowd is going to get that bionic dick joke right there that we just made. I think, like, ten of them are like, what the hell are they talking about? Anyone under 30 gets bonus points. The $6 million penis. Before, he was just a man. All right, now she's got my dick in her hand, so something's about to happen. All right. You feel anything sharp? Yeah. Nope. All right. One, two, three. How are you? Well, my dick's in your hand, and apparently you're stabbing it, so. But you didn't jump off the table. No, I didn't so jump off the good. table. So that block must be working pretty well. Right. Either that, or I have a numb penis. So just for might be the same thing. The sake Might be. Of medical stuff. Uh -huh. All right. For science. We're lucky. Okay. And are you feeling anything as it goes in? Uh, just a little bit of pressure. Okay. Good. Because uh, it can, if you if you don't have appropriate, I don't know, anesthesia, it burns when it goes in. Oh no, my dick is not a flame, thank you. Good. I've had PRP injected into my face, and you can't mix it with lidocaine, so you have to do it without anything, and it, it hurts. Mm. This may be the longest my dick's ever been in a woman's hand non-sexually. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll consider that an honor. Good, yeah. good, good information. There's probably a trophy in there for you. I did actually feel, I can feel that. All right. You okay to, to go? You do it. Doctor's like, do you feel that? Yes. Can we go anyway? Yeah, let's well, do it. Well, it didn't feel like it was that sharp. So I was like, okay, do I need to give you some more lidocaine? Because I can. All right. So now this is, we do put a, um, a CC in the glands. Um, and what glands are those? I don't remember. Well, the head of the penis. Okay. Okay. Now... Not for nothing, I'm Did crazy. that hurt? Oh, yeah. It did? Okay. Oh, That's all right. We're good. I'm you can't feel it. Now, the glands is I'm not part of the erectile tissue. Your mouth. So some people don't do so the glands, okay. but, but Dr. Ronalds does <laughs> recommend doing the glands to help improve sensitivity. And cool. Sensitivity I'm down with that. is of an important part will, of the experience. I, will say as well. I felt that. <laughs> all right. See, your penis really. is not dead. All right, I still have a penis, and this procedure has been completed, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my dick's still in her hand, I think. It is. Oh, good. Good to know. <laughs> I'm just holding a little bit of pressure. Okay. Minimizes the chance of a bruise. Oh, yeah, it's probably going to look like it went five rounds when it's over. <laughs> Mickey, why does your dick look like Barney's dick? First of all, why do you know what Barney's dick looks like? It looks, it looks normal no, to me. No bruises? No. We're good. All right, Mallory says my dick looks normal. Awesome. We're done here. All right. So anything about that from that experience you want to share with your audience? Uh, you know what? It was very clinical, very professional, very weird. <laughs> but more importantly, as we come back over the next couple of weeks, we're going to share the results, like what changed. So that should be very interesting. And we'll come back and share more with Dr. Eisenbrown and Dr. Phillips. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be back right after this. back and you're still with us and i still have a penis i know really so excited. just a quick recap um after those procedures how are you feeling 
Really good, actually. Uh, I actually increased in sensitivity a little bit, which is kind of crazy. That's very I exciting. Really had no clue that that was going to happen. I've been back to see Dr. Eisenbrown since we recorded what you guys just heard like three times for additional gains wave treatments, which was not something I, I needed, but she wanted me to go through the whole experience for you guys. Mm-hmm. And it really is a good experience. I mean, every time I'm in there, they know me, right? So they ask about me and how I'm feeling and the issues that I have with sensitivity, which are my primary issues and not something, you know, in the theme of this episode that you would call dysfunction. It wasn't dysfunction. I just don't work as well as I could. Yeah. And so that's what they're concerned with. And uh, yeah, I'm going through some things that maybe aren't going to have a huge impact, but the P-Shot did have a big impact. Now, something else that we talked about with the docs, and, uh, you know, this is a while ago, you may not remember this as well, but that there's a possibility when you get the P-Shot that your dick can get 20% bigger. Yeah, her and I had it out about that. <laughs> I was not prepared um, for that bit of information, and I don't feel like there's been a drastic or real significant increase in size um with the one treatment maybe like the first week after you had it because you had more volume in there it looked like sloth from goonies it was a little lumpy i mean you had additional fluid in there you know (laughs) but yeah if it if it legitimately grows in length and girth 20 percent, i may be in trouble i'll need um frozen peas everyone listening out there yeah (laughs) and an inflatable donut yeah, it was a lot of fun uh, to hang out with those those doctors. But more importantly, I feel like they really shined a light on something that matters. And I hope that we got to do that for our listeners here, too. Yes, yeah. I got my balls shocked in the air. It was... I don't... Stop calling it shocked. I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. But... It, well, they heard it. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But I, I think it's worth it. I think if you do have... Maybe if you got to a point in your life where your erections aren't what they used to be and you'd like them to be, there's something out there for you. And if you would like the possibility of being larger, if you'd like the possibility of being more sensitive, if you'd like to have better, firmer, longer, more predictable erections, especially as a person in the lifestyle, there are things for you out there that go beyond, you know, Levitra, Viagra, Cialis. Yeah, and these treatments aren't going to be right for everyone, but it's nice to know that there's procedures out there that are that go above and beyond uh, taking swinger insurance or yeah. the little blue pill or blue diamond Phillips or whatever <laughs> you call them. Well, make sure to reach out to our friends at Amora Medical. Uh, they're here just outside of Orlando, but they could give you at least some guidance on whether or not this is right for you, even if you don't live in the area. So check out the show notes or hit us up on any of our social media platforms. We can give you some of that information on Dr. Nicole Eisenbrown. And then we'll come back here in a couple of weeks and talk hormones and vitamins with Dr. Lane Phillips. Yum, yum. I'm excited. You want to tell everybody how to find us? Let's get out of here on this long episode. Yeah, we're Casual Swinger everywhere. Check us out at casualswinger.com. Reach out to us at podcast at casualswinger. We are everywhere. I mean, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and Instagram. And you can find us on the dating sites. That's Double Date Nation, SLS, SDC, Cassidy, and Quiver. Yeah, that's right. Casual Swinger coming soon to a billboard near you. (laughs) But hey, make sure to check out Casual Toys. You still have two weeks left till Valentine's Day. We have the bundles out there. We got the unique condom bundles. We got all kinds of good stuff out there. And use code BEMINE, B-E-M-I-N-E, for 15% off anything in the store. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thanks for hanging out with us. You've been listening to Casual Swinger. Casual Swinger.